The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. Have you heard the term slip through the cracks? Well, when COVID came in February, March of 2020, this program was recorded with coast entrepreneuress <laughs> Stephanie Shaw, but somehow it slipped through the crack and it never aired. Well, I came across it because it's a timeless message and you've got to listen to this incredible interview I had with Stephanie Shaw. And if you're new to this show, the show is called Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. She learned a very heart-wrenching lesson and her story is going to encourage you, empower you, and inspire you. But first, I have a question. Do you let business or busy work control your time, or do you control your time? Often, we can find ourselves so busy that our priorities are out of whack, and we feel like a pinball bouncing from one task to another. My guest was that person. She was the recipient of a broken heart because she was so busy creating success, she missed a text message from her brother. Now, Stephanie's world was turned upside down. She began to reevaluate how she was going to do life, and today she lives each day with the mindset that time is the currency of life, and you must spend it wisely. You're going to be encouraged, empowered, and inspired. Stephanie Shaw, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you, Ron. I'm great. How are you? I am doing good. I'm so looking forward to hear some of the wisdom that's going to come out of your mouth today because I don't want to have regrets. I want to enjoy each day as if it's my last, and sometimes I have to slow down. So I know you're going to help us with that today. But before we get into all that, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay, so I have, um, I operate a real estate brokerage here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I have um, been in federal law enforcement previously, and I've just had a really nice, neat life. Um, Appreciate all the hat that I have and all the opportunities that I have been given. And, um, you know, the last year talking about my brother, it's been six years since, uh, this July, it'll be six years since he passed away. And, um, the way that I live life now is so differently than I did before. I was very centered on success being professional and not being something personal that I would examine. So, um, so before your brother, uh, died, uh, tell us a little bit of your typical day, the before, and then we'll get into the after just a little bit. So before, um, my brother passed away, uh, my mom's been a realtor here on the coast for 44 years. And, um, I was the president of the Gulf Coast Association of Realtors in 2014. I had a record breaking year for our company. And um, I was just on cloud nine professionally um, and I thought personally, I really live very strong in my head, very academic oriented, just very uh, reward centric 
professionally. And so um, I really was flying at the height of my uh, game in 2014. And of course, the years before that built up to it. So a typical day is hundreds of emails, phone calls, offers, buyers, sellers, and now as a broker working with agents. And so it was a lot to juggle. Well, you were a mover and shaker. Everybody's heard of you here on the Gulf Coast in the reality scene. So um, before we talk about what happened to your brother? Tell us a little bit about your brother. Um, my brother was four years younger than myself. He lived in Ohio and had then just moved to West Virginia. He was not terminally ill. He was just your average, healthy, easy-go-lucky kind of guy. Um, had two daughters and um, just was living his life in um, West Virginia. And um, one day, uh, his life changed, and your life changed. He had sent you a text message, but you didn't get that text message till a few weeks after he had passed. Yep. Can you tell the listeners what his text message said? Um, he sent me a text message. Um, I received that he died four days after the text was sent. Um, I got it about 10 days after that. So the text message he sent was he had seen me on Facebook. Um, He was super proud of me. I looked really good and um, that he loved me. And so I know most folks would probably stop their day or maybe they wouldn't. When you get a message like that, it's, you know, do you stop? Do you check your messages, especially when it's from a loved one? Are you anticipating it being something that's just going to add another problem or challenge to your day? Um, And so, you know, it was it was a great text message um, that he sent. I just did not get it until after. So did you get the text message? uh, Was he already was the funeral already happened and he was already gone? And one day you're kind of going through your phone saying, I need to kind of clean this up. And you saw it. Um, Yeah. So the text message, I got the text message um, when I went away a couple of for a couple of weeks after he passed away. And I just kind of sat down and I got out a legal pad and I just started making a list of things I needed to do. I needed to contact people who had called and sent things to us and who had tried to been very helpful with everything that happened since he died so suddenly and so unexpectedly. And so I went through all my emails and made my notes of who I needed to reach out to. And I had gone through all my voicemails and emptied my voicemail box. And the last thing on my list was my text messages. And I just kept going through text message after text message. And I got to this text message and it was still in bold. And I opened it and it was not from his, his like it wasn't from the number that was programmed in my phone that identified him as the sender. And that's probably why I didn't look at it immediately. But nevertheless, I didn't see it. And so um, so he sends you a text message saying, hey, big sister, mm-hmm. I love you. You're doing great. And just kind of a congratulations. And so you're reading this and I'm sure your your jaw dropped. What oh. what happened when you read that? I, I was just I was paralyzed. It was like a ghost. It was um, probably the worst feeling that I've ever had in my life that I missed a message such as that. Um it, it it just stopped me dead in my tracks. Um, you know, I was talking about being on top of the world and business and stuff. And it was like somebody just took the rug and pulled it out from underneath me. Wow. Yep. So that's when the reevaluation of how you were going to live life was going to change. You were going to redefine how your future was going to be because of that text message. And it's something you could never 
you know, you have regrets. There's nothing you could ever do. You couldn't pick up the phone and say that had to be just terrible. It, it was it was um, that was the hardest part is there was no way to make amends for that. I couldn't call him. I couldn't text him back. I couldn't respond in any way. And so um, the really I think the hard part about that is I couldn't call my mom. She had just lost her son. I would have never added to the burden she was already carrying. It's not something you want to call your best friend and tell them. I was so embarrassed and so ashamed of missing and being so busy. Um, And so I really had to just deep dive into myself to evaluate what. And so the world is so noisy out there. And I just had to really shut things down and really dive into myself and say, what could I do differently? Not what could everybody else in the world do differently, but what do I need to do differently to live a better life? Awesome. And listeners, we're going to take a break. And when we return, we will talk with Stephanie about how we can avoid regrets and some of the incredible life lessons that she will share will really help you on your day-to-day journey. And later in the show, I will answer the question, how do you find God's will for your life? You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. A night of worshiping music. The Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers. Passion International presents We Are Messengers with Jordan St. Cyr and Ryan Ellis. Compassion International presents the Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers. When I need grace. A night of hope and encouragement with We Are Messengers, Jordan St. Cyr and Ryan Ellis. Tickets for the Wholehearted Tour with We Are Messengers are available now at wearemessengersmusic.com. Coming to Guilford October 1st, inside the Immersive Performing Arts Center located on the Harrison County campus of MGCCC. For more information, log on to thepromoter.org. It happens in a blink. It happens in a flash. It happens in the time it took to look back. I try to hold on tight, but there's no stopping time. Welcome back, listeners. In the studios with me is a mover and shaker here along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Stephanie Shaw. And Stephanie told us about uh, back in 2014, she had received a text message from her younger brother, uh, just a loving text message. Unfortunately, she did not read it. A few days later, he unexpectedly died. And it was after the funeral she read this message, and it just devastated her. And she still carries a piece of that broken heart with her today. But she turned her pain into a purpose. Stephanie, after your brother's funeral and you started making notes and decisions after you read that text message that you were going to do life different, what's the first thing you started doing? Um, I started reading and writing a lot, and um, I do what's called a power hour. I'll read for 20 minutes, write for 20 minutes, and reflect for 20 minutes. And I notice some people an hour is unobtainable, or they feel like it is. And I certainly did when I first started, but there's always 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And if it is your priority, you will find the time. I know for me, 
I started looking. I hear everybody talk about having an extra week. If I just had one more week of time, what I could do with it. And I started realizing that I was spending 20 or 30 minutes a day looking for keys, glasses, and cell phones to get out the door. So I made a designated spot for each one of those items, and they go there every single time. And I created 30 extra minutes in my day. If you, Ron, take 30 minutes extra a day that you free up over the course of a year, you have an extra week for your life. So it's just a matter of managing priorities and managing times. And it is the little bitty things that are the time sucks. Yes. Well, what you're talking about is living life intentionally. So if somebody is out there and they're saying, man, I I need to start organizing and, and start prioritizing things in my life. How does a person start living life intentionally? Um, You really have to do some soul searching. The reading and writing that I did, um, I take my, uh, what I did was I took my calendar and I time block and I started looking, where's my time going? And I started making a not to do list instead of a to do (laughs) list. And there are so many things that we do. And is it serving you or is it serving the people that you're trying to help? And if it's not taking it off the calendar. So we always talk about adding things to our list and our calendar, but I really take stuff off and I evaluate that monthly now. I used to wait until the end of the year and reflect and take stuff off, but now I do it every single month. Well, I often said sometimes to folks that are busy that, uh, hey, no isn't a bad word. A lot of people think they have to do everything because they want to make everybody happy, but in the long run, we end up hurting ourselves. We do. And I'll tell you, you know, um, I have learned to say to folks when they ask me to participate or in invitation to do something, I have two responses now. No, but thank you for asking. And then no, thank you for asking. Please ask me again. So if I don't want to do something, there's no need in going into it and making excuses. Um, So I've just left that off. And then if I really and truly do want to do something with this person, I do want them to know, please ask me again. I just cannot make that commitment right now. And I'll tell you the really interesting thing. I love to watch people in the workshops that I do um, now based on time management and living more intentionally. Um, I take and write left blank intentionally on a day of the week, every week. And people shudder to think, now, this is not the day you go run all your errands and take care of everything for yourself and everybody else. This is time to stop and do and read and reflect and really take charge of yourself. Because, Ron, people are so afraid of leadership. They think it's this title and this grandiose thing. And it's not. Because if you cannot lead yourself and you cannot lead your family, someone else is leading you and your family. Wow. wow. And so breaking leadership down to just a personal, personal. You stated in the story you sent me that you had to forget about finding value and being busy. What do you yeah. mean by that? Well, um, I think people are are very uncomfortable with silence and with a pause. And I have really turned that around to realize how much power there is in a pause. And um, we're just more comfortable the more we have to do. And we just get our kind of self-kudos for, oh, I accomplished this and I did that. And then we want the rest of the world to recognize that, oh, she does this, she does that. You call me a mover and shaker. And and I appreciate that. It's so hard for me to hear that because I certainly want to be known. My reputation is important. And 
being in this business of real estate, that's certainly important, but I just want to be known for being very intentional. And so when you when you do not have your sight on intentionality, you're just all over the board. And so people who are busy for the sake of busy are uncomfortable with themselves hmm. is what I really decided. I was so uncomfortable to be still. Tell us about your faith. Did you get angry at God? That's that's a good question. I did not get angry at God. And that was one of the few things I was not angry about. Um, I really felt um, after about three weeks of just not eating and not sleeping and just really beating myself up, um, I literally physically fell to my knees and just said, I didn't create this scenario. You created this scenario for whatever reason. It was his time. Help me with this. And from that moment forward, after I got up, I just had to hand this over to God. And it was, I feel, um, just by his grace that I wasn't angry at God. That had to be a liberating moment. It was liberating. Absolutely. Uh, Before we go any farther, what was your brother's name? Rob. Rob, we yeah. want to put a uh, Rob uh, is still playing an incredible role in your life because of Rob's untimely death. Rob is living through you now through intentional living and through your wisdom and the life lessons that you've learned. Do you ever think about that some days that Rob, I, you're not here, but I'm doing everything I can to let people know about you every day, every, every day. day. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting when I get a day that's really has more stuff in it and more appointments than I really like to have, I get some kind of sign. His birthday was October 3rd and I'll see 333 somewhere. Um, And I just get these things that remind me, hey, slow down, take a deep breath, don't get caught up in it again. So I literally feel like I have a guardian angel and um, I, I would not be who I am today unless he had this all had happened. So if a person out there says, you know what, I've got to start intentionally living, start prioritizing things and making the right choices in the long run, by making those decisions, they're going to have a lot more peaceful and productive life, aren't they? It is. It's unbelievable. The more we the mindset of the more we do, the more we have and the more we accomplish is not the case at all. Um, My whole life has changed for the better personally and professionally since I did this analysis. And it's amazing what we can do without. I go back. I've said this a lot, Stephanie, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good for them that are called according to God's purpose. And you know what? God took a tragedy in your life. You surrendered it to him. You said you handed it off to him. I did. And then he just started pouring wisdom in your life. Now, today... You hold workshops, and so if people want to find out some of the things that you're doing, how do they get in touch with you? Um, I have, actually, I'm just pretty simple when it comes to that kind of thing. You can uh, follow me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Head and Heart Alignment. And just call me or text me on my cell is 228-860-5245. And it's my greatest gift um, that I'm able to hold these workshops and share these lessons with people. That that is awesome. Well, now the number one question for the listeners, how do you get the hell out of your life? <laughs> uh, you know, you got to turn the the machines off. 
I really believe that social media and television and the 24-hour news cycle creates a lot of the noise. And you have to be willing to stop and be still and be quiet. Words of wisdom, Stephanie Shaw, our guest today. Stephanie, thank you so much for Um, sharing your story. And thank you for sharing Rob. And Rob's last name was Shaw. Shaw, Rob Shaw. Rob Shaw, um, you have a, I know you're looking down. Uh, You've got a dynamic sister and she's doing everything now to help other people live life intentionally. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Listeners, when I return, I will answer the question, how do you find God's will for your life? You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Did you know what Ron did before he discovered his destiny? He was a promoter of secular entertainment, and by his own admission, he promoted anything he could make a buck at. At the pinnacle of his success, he walked away from it all so he could follow Jesus and discover his God-given destiny. That was over 20 years ago, and he has never looked back. Today, he's an inspirational speaker on a mission to empower individuals just like you to discover their God-given destiny. Ron put his story in a novel entitled The Promoter, and he wants to give you a copy. This book is a message of hope. My story is proof that God's plan for you and I is greater than all of our mistakes. Here's what a few readers have said. I could not put it down. I cried, giggled, gasped, and laughed out loud. Ron has written a novel and self-help book all in one. To request your free copy of Ron's novel, The Promoter, visit our website at thepromoter.org and go to the contact page. Now, back to Ron. When I was considering running for a state Senate seat, I frequently heard people tell me, Ron, if it's God's will, you should run. So I began asking myself, Well, how do I find God's will for my life? Will God knock on my door and tell me? Will he call me on the phone? Or will he send me an email? Or maybe he'll send me a text message. Well, I never got an answer. So I began a journey to discover what is God's will for our life. And here's what I have discovered. God's will is that we embrace every day as a blessing and to always move forward and upward each day. Now, every day is filled with choices. You can move forward, you can move backwards, or you can stand still. It's your choice. It's not about going east, west, or going through this door or that door, or even this job or that job. But are you going upward? It's about your life being on a spiritual journey upward. So how do you go up? It's the choices that you make. You have the choice to step higher or step lower, or you have the choice of staying where you are. When you resist sin, you're going higher. When you give into it, you're going lower. When you love the unlovable, you're going upward. When you hate and carry unforgiveness, you go backwards. When you follow God, you're going upward. When you follow the crowd, you're going backwards. When you're being selfish, you're going lower. When you choose to sacrifice you're going higher. Every day, you have a choice. Now, every day gets harder, but the right choices are taking you to higher ground, to new heights. So if you want to go to the heights that God has for you, every day, choose to take a step upward. Take the higher ground, no matter what. And with every step upward, 
you are climbing to your mountaintop. With each step upward, you will end up in the exact central point of God's perfect will for your life. You will end up at the exact intersection of the destiny that God has for your life. So what is God's will for your life? Commit every day to move upward. Even if you don't know the path, don't worry about it. It's about not it's not about knowing the path. It's about discovering the path that leads you to the top of the mountain of God's will for your life. Making the right choices will have you arriving at the exact center point of God's appointed destiny for your life. I did go on to run in the state Senate election. I did not win the election, but I won the prize of faithfulness for climbing up the mountain and never looking back. Don't miss out on God's will and destiny for your life. Just do it. Make your journey upward. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up. And just remember this week, no isn't a bad word. Prioritize the things that you're doing on a daily basis. And remember, when people demand time of you and want you to do this and that, tell them, I'm sorry, but I got the hell out of my life and I am prioritizing things. I will do it when I am able to. Friends, when you're in control of your time and control of your life, life is good, life is fun, and you keep the hell out of your life. Don't forget to check out my website, thepromoter.org, for more episodes and the big concert coming October 1st to Gulfport, a night of hope and encouragement with We Are Messengers, Jordan St. Cyr, and Ryan Ellis. In the meantime, remember this, I love you, God loves you, and it's time for you to keep the hell out of your life. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is produced by Ron Myers Productions and is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 250 exhibitors from all over the South. November 11th through the 13th inside the Convention Center on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. If you would like to share your story or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Life. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.